so so welcome. Uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, welcome to Dead Orbit's Poetry Night. It's uh, it's it's been a while for uh, reasons. Uh, we have a lovely show for you all tonight. Um, but uh, before I get started, uh, I've been told by Arak Jalal to keep in any cheering or happiness to a minimum. We uh, we don't want to send out the wrong signal about who we are. So thank you. Uh, our first poem comes to us from a guardian, Valerie, who has titled her work Ode to the Jukebox, Hope for the Future. Enjoy. Podcast anymore? Um. <laughs> yes. All right. Do we want to start existentially? All right. All right. Let's start. No, I, I think, think that, that was, that was the beginning. I think you started it. That was it. Are we uh. still okay? Are we still the Hanger Lounge podcast? Is yes. Are I we? mean, the Hanger Lounge was always a part of your heart. Where you will be is where it's... the Hanger Lounge will be. And all of also, you, let's, viewers. The jukebox was let's in our heart real. all along. Let's be real. If I were a character in Destiny, my character would have found a way to pry those hangar doors open so that Ghost could download those sick tunes and we would have it in our memory forever and so ever. Have <laughs> it's canon. That guardians dance all the time to no music. Yeah. So that means the jukebox was in our hearts all along. All along. All along. All along. All along. Trademark, trademark, trademark. That was a <laughs> accidental pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So welcome to the Hangar Lounge podcast where the name will never change no matter what happens. Bungie, you can't yeah. tell us what to do, even if you do destroy the one thing we enjoyed. Um, no, I'm kidding. Whoa. They did a lot of good things. My name is Maria Hunter A. I'm still a hunter. Actually, I'm Hunter B. Just kidding. Ha. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who's the real hunter is now? My name Eric, Hunter 1. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Kelly, your sick warlock. I got... A case of the the vex, the vex sniffles. <laughs> vex sniffles. You got those. Yeah, she's got yeah. those radiolarians just in the nose, coursing all up, all all up in the nose, and it's it's really causing some chaos. So that's why I sound um very bad. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, a thing happened. Yeah. Since a hurricane, a lot of things happened. Actually, two two things, big things happened since we last recorded. Yeah. What was that? Uh, um, okay. <laughs> well, a video game came out. What was some little indie game? A little indie developer yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called Destiny Two. Ooh. I guess it's the second one in the series. I don't think I ever played the first no one, one or heard the of first it. One. It's a dead game. 
<laughs> I mean, um, now it is. <laughs> but, you know, so far it's been pretty good. But then there was a point where I couldn't play it no more because a big old hurricane just kind of stopped uh it it came into my house and disconnected my internet over <laughs> I, I and over it. and over again. i saw it standing next to the router whenever whenever i try to do strikes or or go on patrols i would just get booted back into orbit Oof. um yeah so those were two a, things that happened it's, it's great to be back though <laughs> i'm very glad to be back and to be talking about the thing that we love most um pizza yeah so what pizza number one hello destiny 2 is actually called every day is pizza day that's the subtitle for yeah. destiny 2 every day is pizza day shout out to pizza <laughs> shout out to the goodness that is pizza <laughs> hey pizza um, this call is just a pizza delivery from another <laughs> From another yeah. planet. Dominus Gauls. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> believe that. conception of what a pizza is is completely different yeah. from the pizzas that we have on this okay, planet, but which is why. I'd like yeah. to think that the father, the the good father, Father John, <laughs> Papa John, father John, is still around. <laughs> <laughs> father John. Is that the next? Is that, is <laughs> yeah. that the speaker? That's what it's called in. Papa John. Um, if you ever want to sponsor us, oh my god, um, please! I'm a, I'm a big fan, please. John. The ever father, um, ever father John, the ever father John, John. Yeah. So how about wow, we rein it in? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I nailed it. And talk about, let's talk about what we think of Destiny Two so far, and. Let's just put like a light spoiler warning tag on this one, though I think we're not planning on spoiling um, like the raid or. Oh, um, we're going to talk about like characters that are, they're not necessarily featured in the raid, but they're like the the prelude to the raid. Yeah. So, like. We're, today's the Cabal episode. Okay. Yeah, I think um, we'll we'll start with we, Destiny One, the information, and then maybe we can add like a another spoiler warning in the middle where we're like, "Hey, we're about to talk about sure. some Destiny Two stuff," and we might accidentally let something slip. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the Cabal episode. Um, considering uh, this yeah. huge force comes and you know knocks. First of all, they fly over our walls. <laughs> Who thought? <laughs> they got us there. Ah. They got us. <laughs> they got us. They flew over our walls and then they knocked over our tower. Oops. So like like an angry I mean, child. You really at should the have beach, made them with They just blocks. kicked over I know. So My side of the the wall was made out of uh Lincoln logs. Wow. wow. They're a little dirty. Yeah. But like who, who are space, those goobers? <laughs> like <laughs> Especially for people who Destiny 2 might be their first game. Um, the Cabal have a lot going for them, but they didn't have too much going for them in Destiny no. 1. Uh, if we're going to be honest, they were a pretty neglected race, but we'll tell you what we know about them from then, and we can build upon it. Yeah, but um, um, we didn't really get to yeah. talk yeah. about what we thought about Destiny 2. So, so Kelly, what do you think about Destiny 2 so far? <laughs> So far, I've been really enjoying Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. There are a few quips 
or, you know, little things that I'm not crazy about. But first, let me talk about positive things, because positive things make me feel positive, right? Gameplay is as good as ever. What? Really like the the, uh, kinetic and energy weapon and the heavy weapon. Power. Mm -hmm. Uh, Destiny 2 has... (laughs) <laughs> or yeah, power weapon. Heavy it's weapon. listen, heavy. Yeah. heavy no, I'm sorry. Got you. I really enjoy the characters and the worlds and the way that everything's been fleshed out, and it feels like I'm entering the space where I'm not doing extra research to understand it more on the side. A la the Grimmore. I love the Grimmore very much, but it it provides a degree of separation from the world. Um, But in this world in Destiny 2, the characters are living and breathing alongside you and it's really enjoyable to be a part of that and watch the story unfold. In terms of my problems, I wanna replay missions whenever I want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanna be able to choose any strike that I want (laughs) and not have to enter a playlist Mm -hmm. and wish or hope or cross my fingers that I'm gonna get the strike that I want. Especially because I only get the strikes that are Vex related. I only get Nessus strikes. I only get Nessus strikes. Every freaking time the ship flies down to Nessus and I'm like, listen, Nessus is great, but I really want Sabathun's song, okay? Yep. Um, so just being able to do that is really good. Um, a few other things I miss. RNG feels like such a bigger deal now, and I've always been pretty unlucky. So in Destiny 1, you know, you could go to the Vanguard and get, like, your Vanguard gear set, or you can go to whatever vendor and, like, get certain items on a regular basis. But in this game, it's completely random when you just shove a bunch of tokens at them (laughs) they'll give you a random item and you're kind of hoping for the best so it feels a lot more random yeah and it's been beneficial in some ways and it hasn't been super beneficial in other ways and that's just kind of where i'm at with that also just to end it on a positive destiny 2 has made me really enjoy the crucible Mm -hmm. there you go so there's that there you go you heard it from kelly i really liked it overall um it's gorgeous you're done with it now you liked it yeah, what past tense. it's over it, that's it yeah i like so it past tense it. yeah you're done that's it. I'm done. already done i'm done Did with the it raid see yep. solo i didn't even trials yeah <laughs> solo the raid solo trials you know what i'm you just <laughs> kind of that big of a big deal i guess no i'm not i'm not no i'm not i don't want anyone to be like oh what's your gamer tag oh. no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> I really liked it. It's a gorgeous game. First of all, that's the first impression I got was, holy cow. Like, even in the beta, even now, just looking at it, it's absolutely gorgeous. I really like the weapons, the sound, all that good stuff. The banter between the NPCs slash the characters. So good. So good. I love it so much. I just, that makes me want to play the strikes more, even though, like, I've played them... I've exhausted the strikes at this point, I think. I, I Maybe I've gotten every single dialogue option. I still want to go back and hear more and more and more because the banter between them and the chemistry between them is really, really good. Yeah, Gotta it's keep great. doing that Operation Puppy Dog. 
Gotta keep doing puppy dog. And also it's baby dog. Baby dog. Baby dog. And you also gotta keep making sure that Operation Piccolo is okay. <laughs> we gotta make sure Operation that we hear Obo Lance Reddick say go. these things. Okay. I just wanna give a shout out to whoever wrote for Zavala because they just wanted Lance Reddick to say the best words baby dog everywhere ever just like baby dog piccolo oboe they just wanted to hear lance reddick really say those words and i applaud them for going the distance we all would have done it and they Mm -hmm. did it thank you you did this for us thank you and uh the cons for me they they're pretty much aligned with the same thing that you said kelly i don't like how heavy rng has been taken into account this time around especially for shaders i feel like i'm being punished for switching my shaders around i spend and kelly and eric can attest to this i spend an ungodly amount of time trying to find the right shader so long because i'm scared because i'm like if i lose the shader i have to go all the way to nessus again i don't want to go to nessus again and like do the the grinding i don't want to do that i i just want to have my shaders i think a solution to that would be to let us buy shaders i don't mind doing that although i'm always low on glimmer now so there's that i mean like that's Um, balance well maybe evil levante will come back you know hopefully evil levante will be back soon and uh we can get the shaders hopefully as much as i really liked all the missions and how cohesive everything was now like it actually felt like a campaign it didn't feel like yeah there's a campaign in destiny like yes there's a campaign in destiny it actually feels that way now there wasn't a mission where i'm like wow i really want to go back and replay that mission number one if there was a mission like that i wouldn't be able to select it because it's up to a weekly thing now but number two there wasn't a mission that i was like holy cow that completely surprised me I want to go back and do that. Like in Taken King, they did such a good job for that with like a couple of missions. Yeah. Right. Especially. I think. I think like even this story that they've written is pretty safe. Yeah. Um, but I think it leaves a lot of great threads, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I love this installment of this game so much is because they have put. They've primed and ready everything they need to just unleash the worst of chaos in the best of ways. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm kind of giving them a pass on that because playing the adventures, you get hints of like, oh, this is definitely going to be in the first expansion. Oh, this is definitely going to be talked about in the second expansion. Like, I can just tell. So it, it gives you those hints, which is good. But... In Rise of Iron, I didn't get that mission where it was like, wow, I want to replay this over and over again. Maybe the Kavostov mission, but that's because it was pulling at nostalgia. Yeah. But there wasn't a mission that was like, holy shit, what's happening? Oh my God, what's happening? Run, we gotta run, let's run. So like- The Hive do that to you, yeah. man. So I just- You gotta learn to love them. <laughs> Never. Um, I just really, I want that mission and I wish I got it, but I'm okay with not getting it. But I hope for the first expansion, which comes out in December, Curse of Osiris, I hope I get a mission like that. 
I hope so. Is it called Curse of Osiris? I think so, yeah. People are, I think that's one of some of the reports that people are hearing from GameStop and stuff, that they're getting Whoa. reports that the first DLC is called The Curse of Osiris. Overall, I like it. I wish there were some things. I feel like Des- Bungie took a step back when it comes to certain things, like, hey, I'm playing Crucible. Oh, I'm going to play Supremacy 20 times in a row? Okay. Instead of letting me select, like, I feel like playing Supremacy. I feel like playing Control. I feel like playing this other game type. You know. Yeah, I don't like that things have been kind of condensed into playlists yeah. and randomized. It's the same thing with the loot system and, and the strikes and all of that. It's like, I want a little more choice in what I'm doing yeah. in these things. But Please. as Kelly did, I'm going to end on a positive note. Hey, Bungie, thanks for giving Hunter's toe shoes. I really love my toe shoes. They're the best. <laughs> The joke is that Kelly is like doing like death stares because the the entire concept of toe shoes is apparently vile to them. You know, the act of going real fast and being able to pick up sticks with your toes. Toe shoes. Like that makes me not just ambidextrous, that's quadextrous. I can pick up everything. Everything. So fast. We really like And I don't even wear toe shoes. I wear those Orpheus rig. Toe shoes are Orpheus what Rake has toe made Morlocks win the fashion no, it's got war. Boots, hey, I'm Eric! Sure. Eric! Oh. What did you think of Destiny 2? Uh, so, as the last person to speak, I'm going to be real hard and trying to think about something that, so, that you guys have not discussed already. Oh, no. And I think the big one is that Goofed. I really like Destiny 2 because it literally sets the foundation of what's going to happen in the future. It's one of those... Yes. In Destiny 1, you could kind of see where they're going with the things. The, the story ends on a a note, question mark. You know, it just kind of ends, and you're like, <laughs> oh, that's it. And you don't realize until the thread is complete, but because you have all these other threads that weren't finished, and we didn't know what was coming with them. We didn't know that the Sword of Crota was going to be a lot bigger than it happened yeah. in the missions. It became way bigger. In Destiny 2, they're like, they're just like, no, just just literally just smack them with everything. <laughs> we have literally like tons of ultras on Titan during the Flashpoint last week. They're all like the Herald of Sabathun and Sabathun's sacred soul and stuff like that. We have like Quira's betrothed yeah. and it's like, yes. I'm crying absolutely. a lot. Yeah. A plus plus um, right there. It's really emotional for me, you know, as as someone who has spent so much time digging into the lore and really drig- uh, drilling down there mm-hmm. and reading everything to like see these things suddenly appear in the world and and have yeah. an impact. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Like now Savathun feels so yeah. real. And that's a very bad thing <laughs> yeah. for us. It's 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 so fascinating to see them move from this is this may be a thread later, you know, we may have stepped into a war with the Cabal. Who knows where that's gonna go? Now we do. But like before that, it was kind of just like Whether we like it they or not. There. Um for the Vex, like who knows? We'd go into the Vault of Glass question mark. What happens when we finish it? Who knows? We don't know. Like all of these threads were there, but we didn't really feel that they were kind of like fully fleshed out and 
foreshadowing things. Right. Now we've got things that are like, oh shoot, there's worms in the waters of Titan, and we've got we've got like, why are the hive there? That's Oryx's worm. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm confirmed, I mean, like, but I just want to throw out looking, the theory. Looking at its shadow, it looks, it looks like, like a worm. giant. And if anyone would have a worm, a titan, it's right. Oryx, who was dead and floating around it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, if anything, it, it fits the most. It, there's all these threads, like, who are this this new house of Fallen? Who knows? We don't know. They're doing something. It's killing they're me. They're certainly plotting It's killing something. me yeah. that we don't know. I'm um, going to die to death. So I think that's my favorite thing is that it it's a really great foundation. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with my my fault with it is that it's a foundation at the moment. I can't necessarily fault it for not having like the most robust bones at the moment. Like it's not fleshed out per se. It's a really nice skeleton um, that's just not there yet. And... I think my second problem is, unfortunately, I don't know if it's true or not, but, like, everyone in our clan has played Destiny 1, and they have at least some knowledge of the the story, even the new ones that we just recently introduced into it. So, they're coming at this with some prior knowledge about who the Fallen are, who the Hive are, who the Taken are, and stuff like that. Our ghost kind of glosses over explanations for that, and the Grimoire is gone, and we can't we know there's no library that we can read up on them and stuff like that. We had to go into yeah. the past. We had to go into Destiny One now. That's even further back into the past. I I would love the Grimoire cards to come back, but in a way, as in like the, there's a section in the social space that you can go to and yeah. you can read up about yes. who dregs are and who wretches are and who marauders are and all these things like. You get to see like how many you've taken out so far, and you learn more from them. You get yeah. bonuses. That yeah, stuff's I okay, love that. But like, I want to know more because some of my favorite cards are the taken cards because they're so fascinating. You know, cut away your weakness yeah. and all that stuff. It's so good. And my problem was not that the cards were there. The problem was that the cards were on a separate mm-hmm. website. Now they just don't exist, and we have no context of who these things are. I feel that as a new player coming into Destiny 2 without Destiny 1, they're going to be very confused unless the game has a ton of other things that I haven't even heard because I'm not yeah. a new player. Uh, and like I, I hope that's the that's the thing. It's kind of a question mark complaint because this is me complaining from a veteran status that it's not enough for new players, but who knows what new players got if they explain who the Taken are, why they're here, what yeah. they're after, why they look like, why they're reskinned assets from everyone else, and, you know, that's the big complaint, yada yada. <laughs> why are Scions such yeah. the worst, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but to, to move on to the better note is that the lore is in the game, and there are card-like things, and that there are lore tags on various items. Yeah. Just want more. Yes, that's the thing. So I think that's the, that's the thing that they. I feel that they just need to do is they just need to because I can't think of a single way of how to put the lore of different fa- enemy factions in on the yeah. equipment. 
unless we get a whole new set of equipment per class per enemy faction we get a whole cabal set of equipment a whole set of fallen set of equipment which would be great like don't get me wrong that I'll would be it. awesome yeah. i would take that as a solution but at the same time i kind of just like it to be hey i'm gonna go into this section of this space and i'm gonna read up on these enemies and stuff like that because i'm gonna engross myself in this world and it'd be even better if they just use the system that they have now on the war tabs in the yeah. video game right then and there yeah because some of them are super cool <laughs> they're super cool i feel like the the lore the the grimoire in destiny one it was very science fictiony and some of it like went really deep into that science fiction and i i like that and there's a, a giant group of people that love that kind of like very detailed in-depth writing right but some of the mm -hmm. grimoire for me is so simple Hi. like it's just like yeah I, tr I tried to shoot him and then like this thing happened and it was like oh my god like it's just a very simple set of dialogue that you can follow and mm -hmm. i love that i feel like it's way yeah. more accessible now let's be real i think a good s it tells yeah stories. it tells a good story i think a very good solution to this grimoire thing would just be to add a library in the tower where you can access these things because yeah. i've spent hours in the tower just being like Oh yeah, I'm just sitting around. I'm not actually doing anything. This music's nice, you know. Like the mu, like the ambience is the ambiance is there. Like you've got really great music. It's very soothing now. You're scanning things. Scanning things. Yeah, yeah the there's scannables. Lots of scannables. scannables. So Tons like, scannables. it'd be nice if we could have a library in the tower where we can access this information again and read it in game. The prop, like you said, Eric, before the mm -hmm. problem wasn't the grimoire. It was like going to this website that was kind of clunky, and it was hard to follow along with things. So and like, I don't mind going to a different website. I go to IshtarCollective.net all the time. But I would also. Shout out. <laughs> Shout I out. would also <laughs> like to just in game be like, oh, like if you go to the library, it'll tell you everything you need to know. And like it's possible because we've had the record books. I don't know why they can't yeah. like implement oh. like the record books and be like, oh, like here's the achievements tab. Here's the lore tab. I think that's that's the big thing is that there are so many scannables out in the wilds and they're so fun to find but it's also it would be real great if after you found them your guardian actually wrote yeah. them down and then was like hey i'm gonna yeah. open this book or you could replay and, yeah, them and just I play know. this little transcript here and it's like bam i got some weird spooky knowledge about taken that one's saying Sabathun all the time. What's up, <laughs> What's with, up that? with that? Question mark? What's that orb doing? Um, What's what that orb doing? And like, up to? I, I would love it because they also, they added all these ultra um, enemies that like these world bosses that just appear during public events, during these flashpoints. And it's like, why don't we have something that if we kill them, we get a yeah, little bit exactly. of Yeah, exactly. Like, it, they don't really feel like, yeah, it says champion of Zavathun on it but to me they're just like another yellow bar there's no context yeah. behind them whatsoever besides like who the heck is Zavathun oh man if only there was like a book of sorrow I could read in game I don't that know yeah it'll make you gone. weep so regardless well. regardless maybe we should talk about the cobble 
the cobble the cobble <laughs> you know Bungie's third enemy the co- cobble uh, I don't know <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, Cabal. I say cobble because just as a uh, a little, uh, I don't know, an asterisk, uh, oh, we're going to butcher God, a lot of names so today. So many. <laughs> Bungie, why? But we're going to try our best. Alien names. We're going to try our best, and you can try and say them along with us. It'll be like a fun a fun story time. It'll be a fun little Pronounce game. destiny names with the hangar lounge. <laughs> This episode is all about the Cabal because, like we said, in Destiny 1, the Cabal were not a big focus. Every other race, alien species, got their own expansion, basically. Yeah. Um, some got multiple expansions. Yeah. But the Cabal, got a check. the Cabal were killed and... They made a beachhead on the, you know, that mm-hmm. big ship. And in my opinion, the the way they're introduced, their introduction was my favorite species introduction in all of Destiny 1. But then they just kind of weren't really given yeah. a whole lot. Also, they have a bomb um, theme. Like the Cabal theme um, is they do. the best. Oh. Hell it's so yeah. brassy Bang. and bombastic, and I love it. And then, like, Bang. you're like, oh, man, I wish, like, the actual Cabal got, you know. <laughs> you know what? Quick side note. Destiny 2 music? Like, A++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++++
they have a sub-race of subservient uh, creatures known as scions. And these scions mm -hmm. themselves are so strong that they can hold a moon in orbit. They hold uh, Phobos, I believe, in Mars's orbit. That's why it's so big when you land on Mars in Destiny 1. It's because they're holding it there as if it's like a giant weapon. Oh, That's crazy. <laughs> that is so yeah, powerful. Yeah, I didn't know that. Not to mention, they're also like fighting a successful battle against the Vex, which is like question mark. Yeah, we don't get that, <laughs> yeah. but I love it. I don't know where that lore like, is from. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard that well, piece of lore. Really, you didn't? No. Like, I remember that being in like the Mind Flayers thing. Uh, that they they mentioned that Phobos is being held in orbit by the Scions, and that they're also surviving against the oh, Vex because they're crazy powerful. Because the Vex is like an they're just like an entity, quite frankly, a force of nature is what I would describe them as, yeah. and. Yeah. They're successful. Yeah. They're not like faltering somehow. That's wild. We also know that they're like majorly militaristic to the point where even their research, like everything about them is just like force and brute strength and taking over things. And um they just I... they just take over things. <laughs> they they're a big military force. They it's conquer. Yeah. They conquer it's species. It's all about conquering. They blow up yeah. planets. Yeah. That's it. That's what Destiny 1 gave us. They, yeah, it's all about like conquering and assimilating. That's all the the cabal are about. And then we like in Destiny 1 vanilla Destiny, we didn't know jack about the cabal except for Vols to Arc and we've stepped into a war with a cabal. That's all we knew. And god, whether we like it or chain not, of command one by yeah. one. <laughs> And yeah. then in Taken King, yeah. we got a little bit more flavor from them because they drove a, a, a ship into the Dreadnought, right? They drove, they freaking crashed a ship into there to try to figure out what the heck this thing is. Um, and then in the, I forget what the strike was actually called, but the Hammer Bro strike, where it's like the two big. Bond Brothers? Yeah, bo yeah. The Bond we called Brothers. The Hammer Bros. Is yeah, insane. we called it the Hammer Bros strike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the Bond Brothers, Kate says that, and it's a little bit of dialogue, and it's a good little bit of dialogue, but Kate even says that the Cabal, anytime they go out, they get sent to a mission, they're actually exiled from the Empire until they can come back. If they complete their mission, they can come back home. If they don't, they're exiled permanently, which I'm just like, dude, that's hardcore. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Kate also mentions that they have multiple words yeah. for attack and they don't have a yeah. word for retreat, which he could have been fucking with us, yeah. but I, I love the idea. I, I feel like that's the case because they also have no word for hubris. Yeah. But that's in a separate <laughs> little grimoire thing that isn't even in Destiny yeah. 1, apparently. So, like, I just now remember from that. From what we know from the Cabal or Destiny 1 are, like, there are these big round boys. They're pretty hardcore but we haven't seen the extent of how hardcore they can be and we know that they try to study guardians as much as they can but they don't quite understand guardians and i think it's because part of it is that the bungee writers like to fuck with us and they're like 
oh, let's pull some stuff that people do and make it like actual canon lore. So mm-hmm. like there's a grimoire card where the Cabal are like, yeah, they like dancing. We don't know what's up with that. What are they doing? They're doing they're doing tricks. They do tricks on and small, yeah. small yeah. vehicles. Small. They refuse to congregate in large numbers. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's fun. I, my favorite part my favorite part of that lore, um, that card in particular, um, <laughs> is the fact that they don't have a word for yeah. ghost, mm-hmm. which is really interesting when you think of like, we refer to ghost as something that comes mm-hmm. after death. And the fact that the Cabal lack a word for that, um, I think has a lot of cultural significance. Regardless, in this particular Grimoire card, which is uh, Cabal 4, um, they call the ghost a small autonomous drone unit called a dead person. <laughs> um, and they say that solitary dead persons have been observed in all areas of operation. The, re- the relationship between solitary and paired dead persons remains unclear, which is just a really good sentence. Very good. Yeah. I'm- like, I... Is- I, you don't often get an indication of your actions in a video game, I feel. Like, but this was perfect. Yeah. The, it, for one, on like a completely fourth wall breaking note, it's like Bungie is obviously listening and they know that people are a bunch of idiots <laughs> and they just want to dance yeah. in the middle oh, yeah. they just of a fight. Dance. And like, like, they just do tricks on their new sparrows. Like, that's perfect. And then on on a side note, it's really interesting to see uh, a race that we know is learning from us. Yeah, they're, the, they're like the fallen. I don't think they really ever exhibit uh, a tendency of writing down what they learn from their encounters. Maybe it's because we usually wipe them out before they get a chance <laughs> to. But like, mm. like the cabal here, they're like people were wiped out. And this was only with one encounter with a single uh, guardian. This is a single entity of light, and that they and they're dead person. Yeah, and they're dead person, and like they can reconstitute. But their dead person's not a good target because they disappear. Yeah, and like they they reconstitute their their guardian from like complete disintegration, and they're like they're they're they they pay attention and they're learning, yeah. and that's that's yeah. such an interesting thing because the way that the cabal are usually shown is they're big guys who like to punch each other and like they're just roaring at each other you don't they don't really show like a symptom of like wisdom and intelligence until these cards starting to show up where they're like obviously they're paying attention and they're trying their dang this to beat us they're trying to yeah. figure it and out it's like, yeah i kind of can't help but be like you go guys like come on like <laughs> yeah do it I mean, they got- and Eric, then they did they it us. and then i was like well they got you us guys went a little too far now okay yeah. <laughs> real <laughs> fast okay <laughs> they got us though we were talking about i'm honestly yeah. like what you said kelly i'm reeling over what you said because I didn't like make that connection until you said it, right? And now I'm just like, holy yeah. shit, a lot of things just made sense right now. So like for me, mm-hmm. what they did, this is yeah. going into like major spoiler territory right now. 
So I'm putting it the tag here right now. This is a major spoiler in case, just in case. This is the banner. Here's right the here. banner. Stop listening. Okay. If you haven't finished the campaign, please go do that and then come on back and keep listening. All right. So one thing I really liked about Destiny 2 was the fact that they made the Traveler very religious. They they added like yeah. a sense of religion to how you believe in the traveler and how the traveler bestows light upon or power upon humans or certain beings, right? The fact that the Cabal mm-hmm. slash Gaul doesn't understand, doesn't quite understand why he wasn't chosen kind of makes you think that, oh, he doesn't have that spiritual connection. And also the fact that like now the Cabal as a race, they don't call ghosts ghosts because maybe they don't believe in afterlife. Maybe they don't believe. Mm-hmm. They don't understand like that essential thing that. Yeah. we all have i think also the cabal just fundamentally are taught not to yeah. fear death yeah right just meet it head um and guardians yeah guardians don't fear it either but yeah. in a very different way so it's so that's one of the struggles that gaul yeah. could have encountered when he was like yo traveler choose me hey, What's traveler up? scene um so like for me it's just really interesting whenever gall had those conversations with the speaker and the entire time the speaker is very much like a priest-like figure and he's saying all these almost sermon-like things on how the traveler chooses the the guardians and how they chose them also i'm gonna give a shout out to my boy the speaker hope you're still alive friend because after you roasted gall just obliterated him my man i want to see you again (laughs) in this in the following games he's He's super, He's dead. super oh, dead. I hope there's not. There's a little thing in in the tower that you can. There's listen. there's a thing in the tower like, that you can no scan. Body. Where they're like, we rebuilt his quarters. <laughs> he rebuilt his quarters, but he's like super oh, dead. I hope he comes so. back somehow. Anyways. Maybe. I'm sure they can find. So way. I just I just really like, like that whole like the cabal don't have that spiritual kind of connection and it kind of makes me think and the cabal are very much linked to roman culture like roman back Mm -hmm. in the day so the fact that they don't have this spiritual connection just makes you think even more of how the romans were i don't they had the gods right the romans had their gods but they yes there's very much a type of philosophy thinking type uh, culture like they just believed more in in philosophy and in in logical conclusions instead of like oh there's a big round thing in the sky that grants powers it's like no there has to be a reason for that there has to be a logical scientific reason on why this thing is granting powers meanwhile everyone else is like the yeah. light is in everyone the light is in everything it flows through us believe, believe in yourself, in yourself. Yeah. Be- believe so, in the light guardian yeah. so i love yeah. that back to back destiny, to destiny one. one yeah back to destiny one <laughs> We don't really get to hear too much about the Cabal, with the exception of the fact that we watch them get shredded to pieces at the beginning of yeah. the Taken King on Phobos. Yeah. We watch them establish this beachhead. There's a lot of great lore surrounding them. 
One of my favorite Grimoire cards is actually mm-hmm. these two Cabal talking to each other before they make the beachhead mm-hmm. uh, attempt, and one of them tells the other one to mutiny. Yeah. And that kind of just adds a little bit of mm-hmm. flavor into the species that we viewed as like intense and loyalist and like ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? However, near the end of The Taken King, we also get one specific mission. Yeah. And this mission, Outbound Signal, is basically the only thing we really get that helps us have a bit of a setup for the actions of Destiny 2. This is where you board the ship on the Dreadnought, the Cabal ship on the Dreadnought, and you intercept or at least hear, not intercept, but you hear a distress signal that's being sent to the Cabal Empire, um, a detailed distressed signal about what's been going on and the forces that are currently executing the Cabal with extreme Mm -hmm. prejudice. Mm -hmm. Like, especially considering, I think at this point, they don't have any command. Like we kill the Bond brothers, we kill Valos to Ark, we kill various Brockus and Primuses and all <laughs> sorts of people. Some of them get taken. It's like if you if you're a commander and you're in the Cabal Empire, you're not having a good time <laughs> in Destiny One because you usually don't live very yeah. long. So this could very well be something that kind of brought the attention of the Cabal Empire to our our little wall that you can just fly over. Oops. Next time. We'll get them next time. (laughs) That being said, who that distress signal was received by can be put under heavy debate Mm -hmm. because as we've learned in Destiny 2 and Eric and I have done a lot of reading, we've done a lot of scouring, we've uh, we both got the legendary edition, so we got the cool book yeah. that comes with Did it. Did raid a couple times to read some of the the lore Did you the get raid. from that. We've read all of the armor. We've done so much. Tons of adventures, and we've pieced together this this timeline. But how it lines up, I think, with outbound signal can be debated. Yeah, I think we we should say that. This is the beginning of more Destiny 2 spoilers. So if you came back suddenly after that, like we're going to hit you again. <laughs> so more this is this is like this is full this fledged. is very much talking about I don't know if I'd call it like Destiny 2 spoilers, oh, yeah. but I would call it the deep dark backstory of yeah. the Cabal. Well, I think that it's going to lead into it. This timeline extends probably centuries in the past since supposedly the cabal have a ridiculous lifespan unless one of them is particularly different and i think he might be um (laughs) but like they just have we we should just assume that they can live for supposedly thousands of years and this Mm -hmm. goes into a certain character who we are first introduced to in the collector's edition booklets which are very lovely i would highly recommend at least looking it up and looking at it because it's beautiful it's beautiful this great dude named callus um (laughs) in the legendary edition basically gives you like a hit list such a good start where he's like yo what's up i'm emperor callus 
I hate these people, oh, and they really his hurt mean, my feelings. His mean book. <laughs> oh, it, it yeah. really is. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's a burn yeah. book. It's so, oh, I love it. It's so <laughs> awesome. Callus is one of my favorite, like, baddies that we've encountered so far. It's so true. Because he's such, just like, he's such like a little shithead, but he's also like a really well-worded shithead. Like he's like, he's, yeah, and that's why he's so great. He's so like literally, he's we'll awesome. go into it, but like in his travels, he's bribed and you know Coped. spoken with all of these different alien he's species, coerced, and now he's absolutely threatened. doing it to us yeah. through the Leviathan raid. Yeah. Like he's doing the same thing. He's promising us glory. He's promising us power. He's doing the exact same things that he's been doing to all of these other species. And I love um, it. A plus. <laughs> he's also just brutal because in his burn book, he like specifically lists how he wants everyone Oof. to die. The reasons and why. They're not good. Oh, no. They're not like, <laughs> they're not so like, um, I, I hope he falls I hope he dies in his sleep peacefully surrounded by his family. They're like, this is the worst. Yeah. Um, These, so why yeah. don't we uh, why don't we start at the beginning of the timeline? The beginning of the book actually describes um, Once upon a time Talus's rise to power. Although he was already in power, he was just also sharing it with a group of aristocrats as he describes them militaristic aristocrats um yeah. known as the praetoriate i sure hope i got that right <laughs> <laughs> the praetoriate and there are some people that we knew in the praetoriate the the consul who is uh one of gaul's best best good friend good slash father figure just just a great um, person in general just all around a good dude um was also in this Praetoriate. And they were basically these corrupt aristocrats who hoarded all of the wealth and they just didn't let anyone, any any normal, um, I don't want to say normal, but um, anyone else the, in any ring of society offs. like really get anything. It was a warmongering race that yeah, the 1% it's just like it was absolutely like a military industrial complex kind of situation where i'm almost certain that they use the the public as sort of like taxation and stuff like that to produce more for their military to extend their reach further to grab more and to pull it back into this empire and that's yeah. like you know pretty cool pretty standard though People still kind of liked Callus, oh, yeah. though, was the thing. And in fact, there was like a whole, there was this dude, and here's the first one we're doing, this name. Say it with Bru-unf. me, kids. Um, Bru-unf. <laughs> Bru-unf. Kalaf Bru-unf. Bru-unf. Um, Apparently, if people were a little too fond of uh, Callus, Homeboy yeah. would just go out and brutally slaughter them. And d- during um, the Praetoriate's reign, Bruunth destroyed yeah. hundreds of people. Bruunth uh, was responsible for killing those who were most loyal to Callus. Because at this point, Callus was beginning an insurrection uh, against the Praetoriate. Uh, an effort to throw them from power and 
after a very long, bloody struggle, he was ultimately successful. He did. He, he did it. He he takes down those walls which they use for protection and as a really good further description of his immaculate character some of the weapons one of the weapons the submachine gun known as mob justice describes him as taking these praetoriate and hurling their bodies into the mob to be stripped of their jewelry and and like is that not the most aesthetic and awesome intense thing (laughs) of like this figure like ever like he sets yeah, his foot he, down and it's awesome he destroys most of these guys he exiles the console into this barren wasteland um and he ultimately redistributes all of the wealth back to mm. the people so needless to say he's yeah he's like a really good like robin hood character yeah and he also instead of focusing on this i mean it's still they're still a militaristic Mm -hmm. race but he rules with like when we think of the ancient romans we think of i guess these two these two components right we think of like the philosophers the war and then we also think of the indulgence the pleasure, the revelry, and Emperor Callus is absolutely on that side of the spectrum. He rules entirely through appearing joyful and just engorging he... himself and just being like fat and happy and laying on a recliner and sipping royal nectar. Um, that mm-hmm. sweet, sweet royal nectar. <laughs> he, uh, he, he describes his ruling as like to perceive an emperor as having joy because if he couldn't have joy then who could he is known for being very hands-on with the people he would daily go down to the marketplace and spend exorbitant amount of money on various wares to take into his his castle like he he was beloved he was revered practically as a god i think in fact i would say that he was a god in this case i would say that he kind um, of did ascend a little bit remember when we said Bruth? so it's a good thing we don't have to say that name anymore Instead, we're going to say an even more complicated name. Um, Bruunth taking repentance for their uh, slaughter, their destructive nature during this bloodbath of an insurrection, uh, rediscovers and remakes themselves as... (laughs) Oh, God. It's like, oh, it's so, so bad. Uh, It's like... (laughs) A deal... Molly. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Molly Molly. Uh, the Everjoy. The Everjoy. Um, who is who was placed in charge of setting out festivities for people. He set out numerous celebrations Dude, for everyone to enjoy. Molly the Everjoy is like the Empire's oh, hype totally. man. <laughs> and he, he just is like, everyone ready to have like the sickest festivals of your life? Like all the time, it's time to party every day. I'm the ever joy. Oh, it's it's so much, but uh, not everything was uh, fantastic during this. Um, yeah. During remember that other race of people that they kind of you know are in slavery at the current moment, known as yeah, the scions. Scions, uh, right? They plot an uprising and they they rebuild this machine known as the 
OXA machine or OXA machine. Whatever that means and why it's in English is beyond me, but <laughs> it's it's a machine that supposedly can read the future. The 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 general was going to just destroy the entire planet, like the moon that this was built on to, you know, just wipe out the insurrection right then and there. But Callus didn't. Callus stopped them and said that why don't we just take the builder of this, who must be very smart, into our open arms. And so comes Otsal. Otsat. 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 Sion, the freeborn now, um, as the Imperial Dreamer, which is an interesting title. I kind of wish my title was Imperial Dreamer. (laughs) However... I hate Otzot with a burning uh, passion for reasons that will become more evident later. Be coming, uh, in just a little bit, but they are. She's kind of uh, a Otzot jerk. Is elevated to a status that is much like Callus is above his own people. Um, Otzot is the freeborn, the only freeborn, but something that all science could aspire to, and as such, they kind of fall in line underneath Otzot in this way. Uh, they kind of fall into their own slavery and kind of let it happen because who knows maybe they could be freeborn maybe someday he he's such a in all this like joy and revelry it's so easy to like to see that he is a careful meticulous um conniving diplomat he is charismatic without end and he knows how to rule people and how to let them rule themselves in this way he is oh i like him whereas oryx is just yes. like eat some worms you know whatever just eat your worms kids and hey everyone fun. make sure to have your wormos <laughs> a balanced and part like, of let's every fight breakfast. each other uh it's instead it's like <laughs> hey i'm gonna rule you but you're not even gonna know it and you're gonna love me for it and he's like it's it's yeah. such for one i love um i think we're getting into why i like callus so much is that he's such a foil to how we've seen the cabal so far yeah They're militaristic roman soldiers all the time we see alexander the great yeah we don't see like, dionysus oh, let's have some fun yeah it's so he's oh god he's such an interesting figure it makes me think a little bit actually um since we're bringing it up like the way callus rules and the way gaul is and the way we've seen like the sand eaters and like all Mm -hmm. of these other factions of cabal i want to know like how far they really are from each other because i'm wondering if there's like a certain distance or, or time lapse in the way that people receive oh. messages in the Cabal yeah. Empire. We know that the Cabal Empire, like, isn't the most technologically advanced. Like, they collect technology from other species and kind of, like, mash it, smash it <laughs> together into their technology, which creates, like, really unstable and yeah. bad stuff. But I'm wondering if, like... You know, there are some people that are like, yeah, I love my current emperor, Emperor Callus. <laughs> we'll send a message to him. And the message coming back Let's later is this phone him. does not exist anymore. <laughs> New phone, who dis? Yeah, like, it makes me, it makes me think um, that maybe there's kind of a bit mm-hmm. of a delay, you know? Um, how big that delay is, is totally dependent on how far away that big old beautiful planet is uh it's so fascinating and so interesting because 
we then, after the insurrection is put down without even supposedly much force, we don't, there might have been some violent stuff going on in there, but it seems that Callus talked his way out of that situation. I'm pretty sure Callus planned for the insurrection to get real bad, right? To the point where lots mm-hmm. of scions were dying or struggling real bad. And then suddenly he elevates this one scion, right? The leader yeah. of everything. And yeah. it was great. great. Not only that, but it was like, why would you want to suffer and die like your fo- your fellow brothers and sisters have when you can indulge in these luxuries that I'm providing to you and you have something to aspire to now? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very calculated and like, no, 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 oh. let them fight. And then yeah. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna buy their loyalty and make them like aspire to something. And then some of them might be like, "Well, we're still slaves." And then he would counter, "You have a home, you have food, you have shelter." Well, I don't see what's wrong with that. You might be a yeah. slave now, but imagine someday you like you're going to be like my exactly. imperial dreamer. Yeah, it's. Callus is so calculated and so clever and like I'm watching it happen to me and I'm just like fucking do it man like come on (laughs) come on I'm your friend (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) regardless we we talked a little bit about how um the console had been thrown into like a desert basically to die and suffer in like the most aesthetic way too because like callus has the the desert like combed of like stones and makes it as just like a pearlescent sea he says it takes three days for them to to pick the entire desert of rocks and stuff like that just to banish the console into like who does I love that? that it's awesome just to make sure <laughs> make sure he doesn't yeah. kill himself with some rocks yeah exactly yeah regardless <laughs> the console manages to find something a baby albino albino <laughs> or little little boy <laughs> baby girl the um little baby gall and he manages to train him and you know kind of take him under yeah. his wing it's uh described that the the cabal will exile or you know just basically get rid of the runt of the litter which gall happened to be unfortunately maybe fortunately gall was found by the consul and was raised to be probably uh, the, the very, the very best. best um that this, no one ever was they they were raised to be this this intense fighter this 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 creature of revenge as callus describes it is that gall was forged to be the consul's weapon against him yes and gall starts appearing in callus's coliseum at a certain yeah. point and callus is like holy fuck did you guys see that little tiny albino cabal, like just killing everything. I love that guy. He's so great. Yeah. He's like the best. In fact, he would force people who disagreed with him to bet against Gaul in because the Coliseum, was, which I think is so hilarious. Reliable. He was such a, an easy win that it was such an easy way to be like, you know, just bet against him, lose all of your fortune. Um, and it comes to the point that. Callus actually loves Gaul so much that he elevates them to the status of Ghost Primus of the Red Legion, 
which is a pretty intense thing. <laughs> which is pretty... weird. That's a pretty intense It's weird that yeah. they would call him Ghost Primus when they don't know mm-hmm. the word for ghost. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> I think it's probably more for aesthetic in that it's like Ghost Primus is probably like a Primus underneath the, like, behind the words so that people don't see him purposefully. Right, right, but, right. But, like, right. Less spiritual, more works. literal. Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah. works behind the shadows. Gotcha. And is a reliable fighter, but no one really sees the, the leader kind of situation. Who else is in this Callus, lineup? Callus uh, also has a daughter, which is their lovely name, Kayapple. Kayapple. Katie or something like that but this is sort of like this kind of starts alluding to the the beginning of the end for Callus. the princess does not share Callus's love for delights and revelry yeah she kind of thinks it's all bullshit um, and she views she views what he does as being weak. I think she would much prefer like the strong hand. Mm-hmm. She prefers like that strong hand of leadership over what Callus does, which is essentially just like making everyone swoon with his fantastic words and cool festivals um, and all that stuff. Yeah. Also, can I say my favorite thing about her? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Callus talks about in his book where she actually begins wearing her pressure armor in the house, which is like the pressure armor is what we see on the cabal. It allows them to exist uh, in our climate since they come from an area that has a very high density. But like she just begins wearing it around the house and I mean the way he says it it's like symbolic because he's like you wear this in in our home like it's a hostile environment Mm -hmm. but also like if I was part of a space faring nation I would totally wear my spacesuit in the house all day like yeah when am I going to space I'm ready power move Uh, but she kind of marks the beginning of the end Uh, she is noted as not following underneath them as well in fact she goes into the military underneath Evacad general moon wrath i think Umun? is the last bit of their name yeah wrath uh, the, the general who is side note quickly mentioned as being very paranoid and very militaristic yeah. and strong-handed um but regardless uh and over time more and more people become kind of fed up with his lifestyle they think he becomes the corrupted diplomat that he overthrew and a cabal forms underneath his uh, underneath him um, with the intent of uh, overthrowing him and many of these people are noted in his little hit list that he sends to us such as (laughs) the princess imperial his daughter Atsat, the freeborn scion who uses the Oxa machine that is still alive and sending out messages as uh, secret messages between conspirators. Umunrath, the Evocate General, who is the Evocate General. The a first new name is Lictor Sheotet, the Uncleft, who was Callus's like best friend even before he overthrew the Praetorian. 
That's so sad. Yeah, they were best buds. He took bullets and poisons and everything for Callus. And he loves him some guns, as he's also noted as loving at the bottom of this little thing. You have Gaul, the ghost primus of the Red Legion, obviously. You have the console. That guy. And, like, those are the six that are kind of, like, known to be involved. There are two more names, however, that are no... Oh, the console, too. I I, I said the console. I I just didn't say much about him because... Kalos does not care to say much about him. The, the reason why we yeah. keep calling him the console is because Kalos does not give him a name. Yeah. Like, Kalos has never re- mentioned his name at all. Kalos <laughs> is literally like, hey, fuck Neither, that yeah. guy. Destiny 2, the game, also doesn't give us his name. So. Yeah, he, he's mentioned as being like a roach and stuff like yeah. that. Like, he's never regarded politely. Um, but there are two more names in this hit list, and this is where I think that like you get to see more into Callus's character. You have Molly the Everjoy, who he despises because they just kept on doing their job after he was overthrown. Like they just kept on keeping the public calm because if they did not do their job, there would be riots. He was beloved by everybody. And then there is probably the the most unfortunate is Iska All, who is um who's just a merchant who Callus went to for teas, Aww. and he would spend suit like he would spend a lot of money with Iska All, and he would also like kind of confide a lot of his uh, secrets in with him, which is probably why he wants him killed. But he he marks that the reason why he wants Iska All killed is because they kept on selling their wares to the people who came to power after him. Like he said that they had they <laughs> they just didn't, you know, there where's the where's the relationship here, guy? Come on, like <laughs> I told you my secrets. Um, I trusted you. I feel that Iska All has one of the more interesting um, deaths too cuz I think he always marks it as like he always tries to give them some sort of spin on their death. Iska All is that like he wants them killed without ever knowing of their secrecy or something like that, like drowned in their like wines and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it is. Cause I don't have it open in front of me, but it's like, it's something that comes back later. <laughs> you find it? I can give it. Yeah, please. I can give it to you right now. Give him opiates. Let him die of contentment. I cannot bear to imagine the tyrants <laughs> pouring their poison into his ear. I cannot let them have him. Poor Iska, he breaks my heart. Yeah. I trusted him oh. so. Yeah. See, like, it's it's such an interesting list because those last two were just doing their job. Like, they're just doing what they're told <laughs> to do. They're just trying their best. And Callus is just like, no, they need to die. You weren't loyal to me yeah. till the end. And I think that sets like a precedent. You kept on selling your teas. <laughs> that oolong was my favorite. <laughs> it, it sets like a. It definitely sets like the character that he has. He's ruthless, and also delightful. <laughs> like you know, two two flips of the same coin. Those are the six people. We'll go back to them who were actually responsible for the coup. They they stage a coup at midnight, <gasps> in which Shayotet sends a midnight coup. As the gun says, Sheotet sends their troops in to pillage the castle and kill all who would defend Callus. And he he says, Sheotet says that he does this in the man that Callus once was, because they knew each other for a very long time. 
and mm. a lot of a lot of these books is like callous is like oh i'm so sorry that my love was marked as weakness it was never my intent you are just jealous of the man of whom i am now regardless uh callous actually had a method of putting down this insurrection but was stopped by kayato who is described as smashing the bones which is an interesting thing to say of his escape like i see people's your faces kind of like contorting and stuff like that it probably implies that he may have some dealings with certain space dragon Mm -hmm. race (laughs) yes smashing those bones uh, certain space dragon race especially considering some of the things he says later on Mm -hmm. um he is he is um arrested and instead of being executed because that would cause riots he is exiled into a really lovely ship known as the leviathan which eats planets and is like made out of gold and stuff so it's like yeah kind of okay (laughs) yeah he's just sent to like this real chill place also, I don't think we mentioned actually why I hate Oz. Oh, right. Ot-Sod Please Zod do. So much. Please describe. The, the, the blah, blah, blah. Because there's a reason why Otsad is involved in the coup. Otsad is ultimately involved in this coup because Emperor Callus eventually decides that all scions should be born free. And he begins to put the building blocks in place of releasing all of these slaves and at this point Atza is like you know what I kind of like being the only free scion yeah which is why they ultimately join in this (gasps) coup is because they decide that the rest of their people the people that they once stood with to Mm -hmm. destroy this force were not worthy of the freedom Damn. that she had earned. Yeah. It's pretty intense. So, fuck her. <laughs> is what I what is uh, what I'm saying. Core. Anyway, back to the Leviathan. Yeah. Big planet eating ship. Big freaking ship, as we will call it now. No, it's the Leviathan. Um, it is a massive ship that is sent off into space, in which many weird things happen. <laughs> but we'll get back to them because Kalos has his own adventures. And they're a lot longer than what we're about to say is that the Praetoria takes control once more. Gaul is is kind of not necessarily they're named Emperor, but Gaul refuses to take that title. Smart and man. Well, yeah. Gaul uh, still is like the leader, the yeah. head of the Cabal Empire at the time, but they, they're no longer an emperor. Uh, they set it to be more militaristic as it was before. It should be noted that this is all through Callus's kind of words. Mm. Um, the militaristic could be biased. Yes, uh, could be militaristic, t- massive taxations on the the people. Um, it's it's reverted back into a very warfare oriented. Um, How is Gaul world. going to afford his leg extenders I mean, if? <laughs> yeah, how's he gonna afford his leg extenders if he can't? Uh, tax yeah. the people heavily. Yeah, I mean, taxations for your likes, you know, it's Lego movie all over again. <laughs> so is the state of the Cabal Empire when Callus leaves and supposedly not too long before our story begins. Gaul is in command ruling a militaristic nation. 
Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> star swipe. Meanwhile, and then he wants to, he wants to be a yeah. guardian when he grows yeah. up. Star star um, swipe to back to Callus. But but ultimately, <laughs> like in a more in a more serious note, there has to be a reason why Gaul oh. is seeking out this right. extra power, and that's probably because the Praetoria is like, yeah, we're in power now. And like we exiled Callus, but like everyone super likes him, and yeah. we need, we need yeah. something. We need like a figurehead. We need a god, effectively. Gaul can. We need Gaul can yeah. not hope to aspire to be the leader that Callus was. Callus, while was decadent and joyful in his life, was a fantastic in terms of controlling the people leader. I have no idea his actual diplomatic nature. Um, but he was great at controlling people through words and through appearances rather than through brute strength. And I think that's kind of the thing that the Praetoriate realizes that they need Molly. They need someone to keep the people calm they need and man. happy. Yeah. Otherwise, they, need their they hype will man fall to mob justice once again. They're, they're going to yeah. be destroyed. And I think that's part of it. I think I think Gaul actually gets the outbound signal. That's my personal uh, feeling is that he gets the message and it's like, oh shoot, there's a thing here that can lead to internal life. Maybe we should just go take it. And like, I'll be a god yeah, why not? and everything's good. That's my thoughts on the situation. But when we get back to our, our good old friendo pal Callus, Starswipe's <laughs> doing some bonkers <laughs> stuff. Um, so it's hard to it's really hard to tell the order of events that happen in this part. Like I it, it could really be folded anyway, but uh Callus says in the sword lore the the sword that you can get from the raid which i have not gotten bungee (laughs) Bungie. um he says that he witnesses the end of the universe the edge of the universe i think is how he describes it yeah the edge of the universe and he describes such things as worms and um he even speaks about a king who raises his people up by feasting them on worms and if you yeah he mentions that in his if you challenged him then who are you? Why would you question our strength and stuff like that? He he makes comparisons to Gaul and Oryx and stuff like that. And he, he, he starts writing in like a really scary way, as in like he's being influenced by something <laughs> um, which might hint at his powers that we see in the raid. But my personal thoughts is that he's being influenced by the darkness, like that's what he discovers, or the Ahamkara, as we have mentions of the bones, and there's also a mention in here where he refers to the reader as oh champion mine which is like a really specific thing that whenever you're like a lore lover in destiny you you see oh something mine it's means ahamkara yes. and it's it's ahamkara awesome. time like those are very Space specific dragons. words so there's uh i don't know it's just like this like this starts like a, a whole twist in which he moved from being the exiled emperor to being vengeful and wrathful and intense in like a really delightful way <laughs> i hope my old tea seller um <laughs> overdoses on opiates and just you know, dies you know revelry dies. what a shame <laughs> so we learn of 
through the the lore of the armor that we find in the raid of three races and there may have been many more but three races in particular we learn of the sindhu the arkborn and the clips for the hunter gear the warlock gear and the titan gear respectively i'll go over the clips uh does anybody want to take any other ones i'll go over the arkborn mm-hmm. obviously take the i'll take the sindhu but i'll be honest I've been along for this ride because I did not read. <laughs> I, mean, like, I didn't. I could take it if you want. I can also take the shit. I can take it if you want. I don't <laughs> mind, but I would just you be like reading it. straight from. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll cover it because I wrote this little yeah. thing. The Sindhu are known as talented pilots. That's like the thing that they're known for. They were encountered by the Leviathan. They fought it in their gap near their gas giant planets and they were destroyed by the leviathan alone which is a testament to its strength they the ace defiance which is what the gear set is known for uh were the the top of them all and they were effectively i think they made it onto the leviathan and they were challenged in the ways that we do in the raid and only one of them jerus uh the sindhu the only sindhu the ace defiance made it to him and actually succeeded in those challenges and as such they were given the opportunity and it wasn't really much of a question i believe it's phrased as callus presents to them this wonderful gear and says when you join me this is yours and he also presents to them this magnificent ship known as god's will uh, described as golden and immaculate by jairus's eyes it is described as perfect and this is all given to Jairus, should they agree upon. But of course, Kalos kind of wiped out all of the Sindhu at this point, probably. At least conquered them. So, I don't know if it was much of a question. But uh, Jairus becomes the a shadow underneath Kalos. Maybe not the first of them, but one of them that he marks as somewhat equal in his own magnificence. And he, they become... An extension of his power. I believe Jairus is the fighter who shoots down Sheatet, the uncleft, and slays him yeah. with a wrist blade by cutting through his neck. Pretty intense, <laughs> kind of hardcore. And this is kind of like a description of what these shadows are for. They are assassins of which he is to extend his wrath back upon his people. And so one of the conspirators fell. And then you got the Warlock gear, which talks about the Arkborn. And the Warlock gear is really interesting because it's like a containment. It's it's made as a containment vessel for these species, the Arkborn, which apparently are these species just made of pure Ark energy. Um, and Callus eventually learns about them and learns how to mm. hurt them. And one of these Arkborns, known as the Fulminator, ends up joining him to be like, yo, could you please not (laughs) hurt my people? And so he builds this set of armor for her so that she can be, I guess, a little more... um, Material? Visible. (laughs) Solid. Both of those. (laughs) Solid, because she is a, a being of pure energy. Um, something really interesting 
is that the species is never truly understood and Callus mistakes the species at one point for what we can only assume to be Stormcaller Warlocks mm. um, because he accidentally like attributes one of this creature's traits as to these other weirdos that can shoot arc energy out of their fingers. Mm. So he light. might be talking about, yeah, beings of light that shoot little little sparks. laser beams out of their fingers you know little sparks so you know he's pretty aware of us at this point regardless uh the fulminator actually fights with callus and kills one of his his enemies the Ool, who was not actually mentioned in the book she kills this homeboy by releasing herself from her armor and just like absolutely she disintegrating gave him, him. Yeah. a hug and, and the hug killed him yeah and um <laughs> she gets dis- very close <laughs> yeah she gets she gets disintegrated oh. in the process i think that yeah, i think sick. that was another uh, attempt i think statesman thaul was actually uh was it, it was interrogated for the whereabouts of gaul you're right you're right, and she's real good she's at real interrogating good. people. <laughs> it's real spooky. Because she, she shocks <laughs> them real good. But ultimately, these Arkborn creatures, we never truly understood them. Yeah. Apparently, one day, she just freed herself from her thing, and then... In an attempt to... Disintegrated. <laughs> see ya. attempt to kill Gaul. Oops. She frees herself from her um, suit and disintegrates herself. <laughs> yeah, right. And she she did uh, torture the Ool. Yeah in probably the worst ways possible i think it's described like in one of the cards things is like leaving the charred remains of what used to be thawul like a little intense (laughs) hey girl i don't know take it down a couple notches some of the descriptions of the fulminator is real cool like she is pain in all of its forms and stuff like that it's awesome i think they're a really interesting race that i kind of hope we get to see in time wave at them yeah and finally for the titans who are unfortunately not represented in our group but <laughs> i like the titan stuff The we we hear mentions of the clips and particularly shadow rule who is a um who is a member of the clips race i think they're they are they are a race of people who were celebrating their thousand their their, their first century of peace before cosmic radiation descends upon them and transforms their world into a horrible landscape of challenges and strife and they are forced that's really sad it's super sad and maria has an interesting note underneath it uh that i kind of like um i'll let you get to it but just real quick um they they became militaristic yet even through their their immense might they were no match for just callus and the leviathan um and their mightiest warriors lay dead at callus's feet save for roll who is marked as it, the only shadow among them he is promised shadow rule is promised the protection of that planet the safety of the planet and also a warrior's paradise which he gets by, I believe it is that Callus uh, tasks them with a special thing. They task them by bringing the mightiest wines <gasps> to certain people. 
and it's marked at the very, very bottom of it that rolls like i don't want to do this because i don't want to assassinate dumb old statesmen and callus is like no i promise you a warrior paradise and that's exactly what you're going to get <laughs> so rule goes guys as a merchant to our our poor Aww. old friend iskal um and it is marked that iskal was drowned in wine um, what a way to go <laughs> and yeah it's awful and followed shortly after by iskal's death and the death of his, his guards molly uh shows up not knowing that they have kind of sealed their fate by appearing in a relatively secluded area with a very dangerous assassin who's supposed to kill them roll harpoons them oh. and follows them through the roads where like no one really knows what to do and where molly collapses at gall's feet and roll could either leave and not do the job or finish it and die and roll uses their their spear to go right through molly's neck killing them and is then quickly slain by gall and their guards probably oof, oof brutal it's pretty hardcore <laughs> i want to i want to see these as like it. a short series yeah it'd be really yeah. interesting to see kind of the cabal empire has yeah. a lot of drama yeah, it's, it was real intense but uh at this the shadow roll is marked for having slain Iskaal and Molly, which is two of the people of which are on that list. I feel like is for some Iska reason had the, question mark. Iskaal had, had like the easiest death. I mean, like drowning still sucks, but yeah. drowning in wine, eh. yeah. Also, like drowning <laughs> in wine sucks. could be like a metaphor for just drinking so much that you die. So yeah. I don't think mm. that I don't. I, think, I don't think. I think Roll took that pretty know. literally because yeah. <laughs> they force fed wine down its gall's oh. gullet until they went. Okay, the, is how it is described. So it is drinking <laughs> yourself intense. to death. <laughs> it's, it's pretty oh intense. man! But you had a, a thought about I've these. I've had braces. a theory. I had a theory while reading through these show notes, and now hearing it kind of solidifies my tinfoil hat spin foil hat whatever you want to call that it spin foil, spin foil hat. hat so uh in the beginning of all this before gall went on his journey he wrote the words oh champion mine and everyone knows that callus callus sorry yeah Cal it's easy to get yeah. the mixed up callus wrote names. oh champion mine and then suddenly went on this conquering spree with all these races mm -hmm. now we've seen this exact thing happen with a certain other race that encountered other beings that said oh bearer mine or oh blank mine right the hive mm -hmm. went through the exact same thing like with oryx they spoke to these worms and the worms said hey why don't you hit up these places right and then also chase the traveler right and we'll grant you power callus kind of takes the same road right so mm -hmm. he, he says, oh, champion mine, could be influenced by worms slash ahamkara, could not be, who knows. And suddenly mm -hmm. he encounters all these races or species and is like, hey, join me or die, right? And then I guess, I don't know about the, the Sindhu, 
but the arc born and the clips kind of sound like they were influenced by the traveler somehow especially since callus made the connection with the arcborn like hey these arcborn kind of remind me of storm callers or like beings that can shoot arc or can use arc energy right influenced by the light and then with the clips uh apparently these people were a race besieged by cosmic radiation we've heard cosmic radiation used whenever it was the awoken how the awoken were created it was like a blast from the traveler that was a cosmic radiation blast that met the darkness and then they were born right also it's in Mm -hmm. the traveler's memo to kind of create these worlds that are they may seem good in some aspects, but for other people, it's a world of strife. And for the traveler or for beings of light, that's part of it. You have to go through strife in order to get the light, in order to to receive light, in order to see the goodness. There has mm-hmm. to be struggle because if everything goes according your way, there's a darker influence involved, right? That was straight up in the Book of Sorrows. So to hear that, like, hey, the clips were cosmic radiation and their world turned into a terrible wasteland, maybe that was the part of the Traveler's plan for them, just like it was part of the Traveler's plan for the Hive to just live in this groveling pit of of constant struggle. So I feel like maybe the races that callus encountered could have been influenced by the traveler somehow and the reason why he traveled he encountered these races specifically is because the ahamkara slash the worms are affecting him somehow so that's my that's my hat it's very possible very possible um it's the I mean, there there has to be a reason why they mention that the clips are besieged by radiation. Yeah. They yeah. could also just be like, oh, they're militaristic people. So the, there has to be a reason that after their first century of peace, um, they are transformed yeah. in a way. Be it through actual contact with the Traveler or through an explosion mm-hmm. by the Traveler and the combats with something. the Hive. Something like that, you know, just being in the yeah. bad position. Um, my my only um, yeah. hold up about that is that Gaul at one or sorry I was looking at Gaul's <laughs> page in this book, but Callus at one point specifically shit talks Oryx. Oh yeah, is and yeah. just because you shit Not yeah just name. because you shit talk them though doesn't mean like you aren't being influenced by them because the worms are all about indulging in your greatest desires and like constantly going for that you know like even the worms at mm. one point were like hey you killed a worm good job so like I can see it happening <laughs> I can see it like yeah those worms fucking suck my worm said so boom you know it's yeah. It's a it's an interesting proposition, yeah. and it's even more interesting considering Callus has encountered us da, now. Da, da, da. Uh, be it that he was following Gaul, who he really wanted to take out, probably also the, con- yeah. the consul, um, or and just happened to see us kill Gaul. Like he's like, oops, I yeah. wanted to do Dude, that. Dude, also, <laughs> can you imagine what the Nessus's soil mixed with the royal nectar would taste so like in a wine. Good. So good. <laughs> like, 
I bet it would oh be so God. tasty. Oh God, it's so weird. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, you should play a certain adventure called An Invitation from the Emperor on yep. Nessus. Get some interesting insight to Callus. I kind of wish I did that before the giant Leviathan oh. appeared. <laughs> Me yeah. too. But uh, still womp pretty womp. good. It's yep. a, it's an interesting thing. Um, I really love this passage where Callus shit talks. <laughs> it's a good passage, <laughs> isn't it? Like it's, it's really, really cool. Um, Can I read it for yes. you guys yeah. for this Please minute? Please do. <clears throat> All right. Let me tell you a story from the Oxa machine. Once upon a time, a small people lived on a dangerous world. By nature, they were petty and fearful, but they strove to be better, and together they overcame their fear. Unto these people came a king who said, We are surrounded by enemies. We are weak and frail, but I have an answer. Eat these larvae, my people, and with their strength we will rise up. Whatever anyone protested, whenever anyone protested the king, the king said, Are you working with our enemies? No. Then why are you afraid of our strength? Thus the king led the great people into slavery to their own fear. Gaul will do the same. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Gaul. <laughs> I added that last oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah, he, I remember that also. Like, Callus does say that in the raise. Like, fuck you, Gaul. <laughs> hey, Gaul. <laughs> I hate yeah, you. Yeah, it's uh, dear diary. I don't know. You would not believe it's, what Gaul did. The nerve! <laughs> it's such a cool thing, though. Oh, it's so cool what they did with the cabal here, because like before they were all just militaristic. Now they're given like culture. They're given this backstory. Yeah. They're given reasons. It's like this whole other dynamic that we yeah. couldn't have imagined yeah. with the information that we knew. It, it it makes them much more interesting. But Callus, equipped with these new mighty warriors of whom he has totally befriended through totally normal means rather than, you know, besieging their homes and killing their people bribing and bribing them. Um, he actually does still manage to get them to the point that they are willing to die for him, which is like a testament to either his capabilities or something, you know, a little <laughs> yeah, darker. Yeah, he's got like charisma. charisma. <laughs> He's either like super charismatic as like a person or he's super charismatic as like a fae yeah. creature because you know he's like charming them yeah. and stuff like that. Um yeah. both of which are super interesting Getting ideas. Real yeah. dense into the D&D &D <laughs> um, today. But he uses them to fight against the people that he marked as the conspirators and they actually managed to kill quite a few of them. But what there's a few left. Gaul survives <gasps> everything that he's thrown at him. Gaul lives. Um, they even live through a direct attack by the Fulminator, which is like, wow, that's crazy. Gaul, it starts moving. It's probably mm -hmm. where Gaul got those gnarly scars, yeah, though. Yeah, probably. Um, Gaul is marked as moving towards the soul system to conquer these warriors of light during this. Uh, it's my opinion that Callus followed them and is like i'm gonna take you out with my shit i'm tired of your shit <laughs> um but it's also entirely possible that he got the signal being a cabal himself he could read it or something like that or he's just super smart because he he supposedly he listened to the oxa machine and interpreted it's it's like cryptic messages and 
he he has knowledge already of like the fallen and the vex and and the hive he's seen yeah. the edge of the universe he's seen the so... edge of the universe like it's a question it's it's such a mystery of his capabilities at this point but it doesn't matter when he comes to kill gall because we kill gall and gall kills <gasps> the console so it's like two birds <laughs> one stone in the in that uh, adventure that we mentioned now callus realizing there's kind of a power vacuum going on especially in the soul system begins recruiting from the cabal here to join the loyalists or die effectively is how it's going and yeah a large machine comes and starts eating up nessus and the guardians are invited to and here we are yeah our guardians are invited to conquer and prove ourselves to his machine of tests and trials and that's the raid i really don't want to spoil the raid for you guys so i'm not spoiling the raid for anyone but just know that it's pretty it's a pretty good pretty good it's pretty a plus are the people who we played with last time were completely like they were undercut they i don't know they didn't they weren't surprised by the surprise but the first group that went into it were very surprised by the surprise. God, I was screaming. <laughs> it's very good. And I think even like with the boss encounter of Callus, you learn more about just these bizarro capabilities yeah. that he's accumulated whilst waltzing through the universe and like hanging out with yeah. these cool friends that he makes Callus's slash forces to be his friend question mark like who knows so that comes to the end of our current cabal <laughs> coverage and with that why don't we go over a body count of the conspirators who have already May been killed yeah. since and the I listened to remain. it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm also reading Please the show do. notes, but whatever. Um, so, so <laughs> far, Gaul died, right? Killed by yours truly and the Traveler. Uh, Consul died, <laughs> killed by Gaul. Iskaal died, a glorious death, I guess. Being force fed wine? Mm-hmm. Drowned, drowned in wine. wine I, I feel like that's uh, the easiest one, maybe. Molly yeah. died, uh, ugh, impaled. Oof, sorry, Molly. Shayotet? Shayotet? Shayotet. They it. died. Yeah. <laughs> Shut down. Shut down and then killed uh, by the Ool died as well, and they were uh, electrocuted to death. Yeah, by by my girl, the full Not given on the list, but definitely for information yeah. on Gaul's whereabouts. And was likely marked as a conspirator. Because, because people great things come in three. Three, a fire team yeah. remains. Ha ha. What? What? Kayetel's still alive, who is Callus's uh, daughter. Otsot is still alive, yep. who's that yep. uh, really salty scion. Oh my goodness. Really salty. <laughs> yeah. And Shumun Arath is still alive, who is the ev- evocate uh, the general. Evocate Ev- general. General. Yeah. yeah. The, general. the general. Um those three Those three still live. alive. Cabal What's up Cabal with that? Expansion Who knows what's part gonna two? happen with them? Maybe. 
Yeah, it's interesting because um, Kyatul is yeah. like a really good pilot, mm -hmm. and um, it's noted that Atzat and Umanarath are both incredibly paranoid, and like, I wouldn't say Atzat is paranoid, but they smart. have like, they're very smart, and they have like very incredible psychic abilities, as we've seen with all Scions, but this this particular Scion is yeah, smart I'm enough to build this Atzat out of all of them. So like, like, we have like these very paranoid people mm -hmm. And then, like, a really salty pilot <laughs> coming, coming to, to a town near you soon. We'll see what's gonna happen. I could just imagine yeah. this entire prelude to the Cabal slash the Raid being, like, an HBO original series. Oh, yeah. Like, like a Game of Thrones-like thing. It's, it's fantastic because before in Destiny One we knew the Cabal as like yeah. that race that blew up planets yeah. to get that get in their way, and now we're like actually, um, there's like this entire like really yeah. tense political climate, and there's people who are still loyal to this emperor that's drifting around in space on like Yo, the nicest that ship that's ever sheep. existed that, that eats planets. That sheep is that hella sheep. bougie with its gold. It's and it's like murals on every single little bit of ornamentation, like the dancing boys. Dancing boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, of those little dancing boys, the bathers those and all dancing that stuff. Boys. I love them. Uh, it's I don't know, like it 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 adds a whole new yeah. dynamic to the cabal. Um, and another part of the the collected edition is a sort of like I don't know what it's called a lithograph or something like a, a small image of uh, the cabal revering this giant worm like creature the triangle maw that is just consuming a city before them and it's like yeah huh maybe that's where mm -hmm. the leviathan came from which has a giant triangle maw yeah, that eats planets yeah we could planets. say that it could be a religious yeah. icon exactly. of some kind um it's I, I will also note, unfortunately, I have not gotten the exotic and none of us have yet because we've been taking our time and not really been able to do that strike. But that exotic from the um, from the raid that you can get, uh, it details uh, a story by the Cabal in which a man sought the sun and he grabbed it and he just became emperor. And that's that. That's the story. Uh, but the comparisons are made to our Icarus. And that is why, like, we're they're mentioning that the Cabal have no word for hubris. They just do it. They're just like, I want the sun. I'm going to take it. Whereas us, we're like, don't reach too far because the sun will kind of burn you up and melt your wings and yeah. you'll fall and die. That kind of situation. We know humility rather than mm. want. And I think that's kind of like an yeah. interesting thing. And it's why I really want that shotgun. <laughs> I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> well we can go do it now now we could maybe <laughs> we'll see but is there anything I else to talk about the cabal feel like I we, think we yeah we thoroughly went over it <laughs> this is the dark lore it's a dark dark about the cabal interesting lore about the cabal i really like it i think I like the cabal now yeah i think we did it y'all did it what is this we y'all did it we <laughs> <laughs> uh in time Th this one was kind of definitely real intense and mm -hmm. he did a lot of raid stuff for we had a lot of fun like 
discovering this though and i mean as my as my disc version of destiny 2 installed i was there with my little book <laughs> and i was like damn this is so cool i love this guy who has like this kill list and then i guess my favorite part of the book is the end where he's like you know can you like do me a solid and kill these people if you do you get to like <laughs> bathe in my gardens mm -hmm. or bathe in my bathhouse and like hang out in my gardens and like you can come see me personally yeah and then that turns out to be rather literal. <laughs> I hope they do more stuff like this, you know, like small booklets and stuff that lead up to the raid or something like that. Or a big one where all the grimoires in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. something that in the one, game. Um, I really like it when they incorporate the raid into the story, but not necessarily like right. directly into it. Uh, the the yeah. Oryx raid was interesting. King's Fall was interesting, but I just wasn't like... I didn't love that it led up to this and then it's like why well why are you fighting him again he's already dead <laughs> stop killing him like just leave him alone wow. he just wants to get back at his friends and stuff like that um it, it's kind of a situation that it kind of leads up to it and then not only that there's a whole problem like not everyone yeah. gets to experience that so they just have a non-ending it's kind of you know i i like that it's in there and it's yeah. a looming threat too. Um, if you go to Nessus now, for instance, you go to the cistern or probably anywhere, but particularly the cistern, take go. You see that big friend. Go look at that skybox and see a yeah, giant looming mall that's consuming Nessus before you. I haven't seen that. You. Like I know y'all awesome. have been talking about it, but anytime I go to Nessus, I forget about that. So I need to. I need to do that. Well, Maria, how about you close it for us? So hey, thanks for listening, guys. We're back. Thanks for listening. Relative We're going to be back into hopefully our every two week, every other week schedule, hopefully. So if you guys want us to talk about mm -hmm. something, whether it be more Destiny 2 stuff, some stuff from Destiny 1, factions, races, weapons, anything, let us know and we'll talk about it. How are ways that we could we could hear about it? Uh, like they how, could how do people follow let us, us know? or contact us through our Twitter at Hangar Lounge on Twitter, not at the Hangar Lounge, just at Hangar Lounge. You can contact us there, or you can go to our website, thehangarloungepodcast.com, and you can contact us through there. There is a contact list. We'll check our Gmail, and we'll see that, and we'll contact you, and we'll yeah. talk about you. Yeah. Heck. Last time someone contacted us, they wrote some bomb-ass show notes, and we use that for our episodes, so. Uh, and if you want to listen to us, or if you want to tell somebody, like, hey, I found this pretty cool podcast, you want to listen to it? You can tell them you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Pocket Casts. All those are available. Pocket well, Cast. iTunes is available on Apple devices and the other ones are available on Android devices. But you can listen to everything online. All of it. So hey, I think that's is it. Anything so else? uh thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening.